Hey there, everyone. It's Owen. The next couple episodes are a little weird because they're our first reruns. They first aired in December on Greg Stolze's SoundCloud as promotion for his Kickstarter campaign. Now we're re-uploading them to this channel for two reasons. One, because we want to have all of BGN available in one place. And two, because everyone was busy over the holidays, so we don't have any other material on hand. So, if you've already listened to this on Greg's channel, this will be old news, but you can look forward to a new episode with these characters in the near future. Until then, enjoy the show, and happy 2019. Greetings, listeners. This is Termination Shock. And this is Big Gay Nerds. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this extra special collaboration for the second time ever. We're going to be playtesting. Well, no, it's past playtesting now. We're going to be playing a game that is not available to the general public. And in this case, it is Termination Shock by Greg Stolze. Um, Yes, take that, public. So, um, this might be a little bit weird because if you're... Uh, one of Greg's guys listening to us, you're not going to know who we are. And if you're one of our normal people listening to us, you're not going to know what the game is. So we're going to have to sort or of... Or who half the people <laughs> in this recording are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, we're Big Gay Nerds. We are an LGBT RPG podcast. Um, my name is Owen. I run things sometimes. Um, and I'm a personal friend of Jose from the existing, uh, Termination Shock actual play, and so that's how I got my little mitts on this. And joining me, I have two big gay nerds regulars. There's Saturn. Hi, I'm Saturn. I don't do much. You can find <laughs> me at Celestial Mecca on Twitter. And Snapper. Hello, I'm Snapper Carr, also a personal friend of Jose's, and you can find me at Snapper D Carr on Twitter. And we also have two new big gay nerds joining us for this one. What? Woo. Yeah, they're it's here. About fucking scabs. <laughs> yeah. Scabs <in> <laughs> yeah. The others, the others didn't want to have to uh, work double shifts, so uh. brought these guys, brought these goons in. Yeah, they took us. They brought us in from the street. Yeah. So who they are you? They just yelled again? out, "Hey, are you big? Are you gay? Are you a nerd?" We went, "Yeah." No. I was yeah. sleeping on a couch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually didn't have a t- chance to catch your names in the process. So who are you? Oh, uh, I'm Nick. Uh, you can follow me at GoJonixGo on Twitter.com, and uh, I'm uh, I'm a, also a friend of Jose's and also Snapper's roommate. And uh, this other one, uh, <laughs> my name is uh, Vanessa. Um, I am actually Jose's sister. And um, you can find me nowhere. No, um, yeah. you can find me oh. on Twitter at TV Majesty. 
Um, and I am so bad at podcasts that I'm actually in one before I listen to one. <laughs> You're one of the kind few- of got like a, a shape of Jose here in the form of the people that surround Jose. It's like, hey, if you if you like the earlier thing, you're like, hmm, I wonder what this one guy's gay friends are like. It's <laughs> this. Yeah, we're like a- if you come over here some like liquid polymer or something, you can pour them in the Jose shaped mold that yeah, we're, created we're like- all of his friends and family. <laughs> to do a little bit of sci-fi, we're like a quantum imprinting of Jose if you combine us together <laughs> in the correct correct position we do form and jose yep. yeah and also okay. luckily if uh, you destroy all of us then you get to destroy the real him all right so it's a good thing we're on a sci-fi mood now because uh and here's the part where if you're finding us through the kickstarter promotion where uh this all be old news to you but um Termination Shock is a sci-fi game. It's what I would like to, what I like to call, and I hope Greg isn't insulted by this, but it's kind of aesthetically hard sci-fi, um, which is to say it's not necessarily following all the laws of physics, but it kind of it's not as fantastic and just ah we're not paying attention to anything as things like Star Wars and and like Star Trek tend to be. A lot of the um, setting blurbs I've read for it really remind me of that particular genre of, like, 90s point-and-click adventure sci-fi on, like, the mm. CDO with, like, all the claymation aliens and such. Oh, shit. That's the vibe I get from it. <laughs> that's pretty... <laughs> that's... Damn. That's pretty cool. Um, so, the basic setup for this setting is that in the far-flung year of 2018, um... Humanity discovers a fundamental element of physics called subwaves, which are, I think Greg did a decent job explaining what they're supposed to be in the first one. Um, the thing is, I'm not as much of a science guy as he is, so <laughs> I'm going to be breezing over some of this. It's, it's, it's the, this setting is equivalent of like the mass effect, except less physical. Um, so one of the things about subwaves is that they allowed huge leaps and bounds in uh, computer design which very quickly led to what people would refer to as the technological singularity um, which would be uh, when you make a program that is smart enough to make a program that's smarter than it and from there things cascade and technology advanced at a rapid scale so um, uh so that was happening. AIs were getting really good. At the same time, humans were finding ways to uh, sort of uplift themselves um, and increase their own intelligence, often by uploading their brains into like a digital format. And these were referred to as uh, exhumans, or as you will probably refer to them, exes. Um, so in 2031 after all of this was going on at a very rapid speed, um, the inevitable robot uprising happened. Um, referred to as AMUX, um, they were these machines that basically their deal... The reason robots want to kill humans is because they think that humans are inefficiently allocating resources which would be better used to make more robots that's reasonable 
they basically their ultimate goal is like convert all matter in the solar system into robots. That's um, also reasonable. Yeah. Cool. As, uh, as someone who that. used to have the as someone who used to have the Twitter handle Hot Robots, I uh, <laughs> happen, I happen to uh, think this line of of thought is like perfectly. <laughs> um, so that lasted for about two years, and they were defeated. Immediately after that, uh, the colonization of the solar system kicked off, and uh, one of the first colonies was naturally Mars. And uh, all, everyone here, all the player characters, um, would have been Martian colonists. So as they started to settle in there, terraforming was happening, but it was happening slowly, so people, you know, either you're in a dome or you're wearing suits and all that. Um, people were sort of settling in, being the sort of hard scrabble frontiersman type. Um, the people on Earth didn't allow them access to the subwave technology that allowed them to get absurdly intelligent. And so as the divide between the colonists and the Earthlings continued, you came to view them with sort of a mix of envy and distrust because they're these weird godlike beings who don't want you to have their god power. And, like, one of the things that is brought up is that um, you can still get, like, transmissions and stuff from Earth, see their TV, but all of that is, like, scary and dangerous because alongside all their other advancements, they've taken psychology and, like, social sciences really far, so it's, like, hypnotic. Oh, jeez. Yeah, like... a. Like a an ex-human can just win a conversation with a normal human. That's just oh, how God. it works. Yeah, um, they've, they've got all their uh, first excellencies and second excellencies hammered out. Wait, that's eh. not just them. <laughs> we finally infected you to the point where you're making references on your own. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, to my to my 1040e form. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so about. 15 years later, 2055, um, the robots attack again. And they're not attacking again for the first time. They've been kind of doing skirmishes and raids on people uh, for a long time. But this was sort of the big one. And when people were starting to think, ah, shit, this is it for Mars, the aliens showed up. And... Finally... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, everyone was just like, oh, it's just going to be one of those like settings where it's just the solar system and it's just people and robots and modified people. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> a bunch of weird-looking bug guys with uh, incredibly powerful technology, even compared to the ex-humans, showed up and were like, hey, sorry it took us so long. You guys are in a really bad situation. So because we generally care about the well-beings of species as a whole, we're going to get you out of here. And a good number of humans were like, fuck yes. Hell, it's about time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so um, then that's sort of where we're kicking off. You uh, humans have been kind of dumped into the galactic scene just recently. Their own technology is like ages behind what the average alien has access to. However, the aliens as a whole don't really have problems with sharing their tech and um, 
sizable portions of alien space are actually post-scarcity. So um, you don't have to worry about just, like, starving to death out there. And, of course, they have, like, translation devices and all that sort of thing. Um, So basically, um, you are people in a big, strange, and oftentimes scary universe. But it's a universe with infinite potential where... Uh, you've been handed the tools to uh, self-actualize and explore in ways that you may have never considered possible before. So that's a pretty hefty thing to start out with. So um, It's a very high-concept RPG opener. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I am, um, I, I am very into it, like, right off the jump, though. So Yeah, yeah. So before we get into the characters themselves... Um, I want to ask what kind of campaign you want to do with this. A Termination Shock is set up in such a way that um, uh, any form of conflict, be it um, physical, social, or mental, is going to play out in much the same way. Like, there's weight given to all of those things, so uh, it doesn't have to be a game where people are, like, shooting lasers and that sort of thing. Um so there's a certain degree of openness in that. The one that uh, Greg ran uh, was kind of... Well, it detailed the sort of exodus from Mars, and it was almost set up in kind of a slice-of-life sort of way, if that makes sense. It was just about people getting by under those circumstances and occasionally having to pull off feats of heroism because of their extreme circumstances. But... um you have an opportunity to have something that's uh, potentially a little more focused. So, um, what do you have in mind there? Uh, we've mm. talked a little about this off camera. So, um, you know, I wouldn't mind just a, a sort of, uh, I don't know about the actual, uh, you know, uh, the actual events or anything, but I wouldn't mind a tone that's maybe a little bit more, um, uh, I guess radical is the word, but a little bit more, uh, focused on, like the situation at hand uh, when it okay. comes to the aliens and the ex the what are they the exes you said yeah oh um but uh, that is an important detail that I forgot to mention the exes cannot follow you past you left the them solar very system behind. oh yeah the thing like we're literally about... in a different galaxy okay so they oh, are no, um I actually forget if it's in a different galaxy or not but the thing is they can't leave the solar system because the subwave technology they rely on doesn't work or doesn't work the same way outside of it so neither they or the ai they could potentially go beyond oh of course i forgot to say the termination termination shock it's called that because termination shock is the boundary marking one of the outer limits of the sun's influence oh um it's it's basically the bubble of a solar wind um, ha! Deal with the, that, the, big brain guys. You gotta the, live yeah. by your dumb old son. <laughs> yeah. Cloud or whatever. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, so, yeah, they can't go beyond that. But also, um, the aliens' technology because they use subwaves in sort of a different way. I might be misrepresenting it. I haven't had time <laughs> to review all of the old podcast episodes. Um, like their technology does not work quite as well within the solar system, so that's why they maybe didn't show up earlier. Hmm. And why they're not interested in, like, asking the Xyz to join their club, or whatever. Um, but yeah, so, now you're you're free from all the problems of Earth. Hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> they don't figure out some way to come chasing after you. Um, 
but uh, yeah, so, so you're saying you want to focus on this, uh, the situation like between humans and their new kind of neighbors? Yeah, in, in that light, yes. Uh, um, They're gentrifiers. I, yeah, I think that <laughs> yeah. would be uh, a, a tone that was sort of focusing on on uh, the the settings uh, influence on people would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah, that's that's a good touch. Um, I like any that other as well? Any other things that people are uh, particularly looking for there? I think it would be kind of interesting if uh, we ended up like founding our own place, Ooh, yeah. like independent Maker-esque. of yeah. Ind- uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Independent of uh, alien or uh, Xes or Earths hegemony Mars or nothing. Yeah, okay. we we're well, we Mars population us. We're <laughs> radical. We're radical cool founders. I would say I kind of like the idea of, uh, though not necessarily a game idea, something that explores kind of like the new human culture. Okay. Like, yeah. What what we're doing on this rock and how uh, culture is evolving to adjust to our new uh, living situation. What yeah. special memes do we have in the space future? Exactly. Um, yeah, that all sounds really good. So, um, oh, and uh, this... one more. If uh, if oh. you wouldn't mind, could you incorporate the entirety of the Futurama Whalers on the Moon song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll see if I can sneak it past copyright. Okay, good. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I'll replace the uh, orchestral intro and outro music we've been using up until now with that. Okay, so it sounds like um, in uh, well, in Greg's game. The sort of the first stopping point of humanity after um, they had been picked up was this massive interspecies space station called Gumstring Station, which is this big old place where they were able to, where humanity was able to basically construct this big old shanty town, more or less, mm-hmm. um, like within the halls of this big old space station, and start like making use of its faculties and interacting with their neighbors and all that. But it sounds like you might be interested in actually having like a planet to go to a planet or our own space station. Maybe just like fucking carving a place out. Yeah. Built our own space station with shoestrings and model glue. We're, we're humans who achieve technological singularity in 2018. So obviously our first priority is colonialism. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But, but, No taking occupied planets. Not allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, like, just just like guys know, you are not in a position to do that because while you do have access to some of the alien tech, um, they have access to a lot more of it and the better stuff. Like, sure. um, it is established. If we tried any of that bullshit. Yeah, it's established in setting that one of the main reasons that the, um, like, the aliens are fine with humans just walking around is because they don't think that there's like they don't think they can hurt them in any meaningful way and also um like nothing in our culture indicates that we're like a time bomb necessarily at least compared to some other species that they have encountered that's a very generous reading of our culture i think (laughs) yeah so we're um, essentially moths to these people yeah basically um and um uh, but it's also clear that if um if we did become an issue, they do just have like Death Stars sitting around. So <laughs> okay, just a special human Death Star, right yeah. there. Yeah, this one's for humans. You can tell by yeah, the human well, face drawn on the no, side. No, no, they they have ones that they could use on anyone. Um, they they there are like 
Yeah. It just says, dude, be gone on the side. Okay. <laughs> it's just, I just want to imagine it has Bing Crosby's face stenciled into the side. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, okay, that sounds like a pretty good starting point there. Um, so right now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get started with character creation itself. Welcome back. Um, we've all had some time to think, and I have grabbed a hard cider, and we're ready to move into character creation. But, um, okay, now, here, when I opened up the, uh, PDF I was given, which is not the same as the final PDF that backers will be getting, but, uh, you know. It's it's got what we need in there. Um, at the start of character generation, there's a step one I very much enjoy because it's titled "Give a Damn," and so basically the character creation section starts off by saying, "Hey, your characters should all have a reason to be like hanging out with each other and working towards common goals." And I gotta say, I really appreciate that because a lot of systems put so much focus on individual character motivation and not on the fact that, like, that can potentially be really wildly varied between individuals and, like, be bad for a party if they don't line up. So putting that first, I think, is mm-hmm. a very good policy. Yes. So um, they list a couple here, genetic family, entrepreneurial spirit, shipmates, shared values, unifying trauma... Uh, do you have anything in mind? Hmm. Um, I, I was I was absentmindedly thinking about mm-hmm. my my friend Nick here, mm-hmm. and I. Um, I was thinking, how would you feel about being uh, amicable exes who still hang out? Ooh. Oh shit! All four of you. Okay. Because that I'm into. <laughs> oh, I thought we would do it by individual. No, no, I meant the party. <laughs> oh, no, man. no, this isn't, this isn't like most See, I dated most you in high school, story. and we dated in middle school, and then we had a weird fling for six months. <laughs> yeah, th- that's fair. We would be treading on some ground in Monster Hearts. It's already been pretty well tread. <laughs> Act- actually, like, in, in the Monster Hearts game, like, the PCs mostly kept their hands off. No, I meant I meant specifically in terms of uh, like generating uh, oh, bonds, oh, yeah. uh character by character. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. So, do we want to go with that or with something different? I mean, that we can go with something different. <laughs> I say it's going to be awkward considering uh, my character concept and how that would affect. Uh, their ability to have been in any kind of long-term relationship uh-huh. with oh, the yeah, rest we of the cast. Oh yeah, we had a serious relationship, and then he went to jail, and it kind of sucked. You know, <laughs> we could have. It could be that we are all unified by your revolution. Okay, They're so all, it's all convicts. <laughs> so it well, sounds like it's you've not got convicts. A, we're all adjacent. So it sounds like you've got a pretty good concept starting out. So we can set this aside and have it in the back of our minds. But why don't you tell yeah. us? what okay. kind of concept you're going for. So I'll start. Um, you'll have to let me know if there's anything about this idea that isn't kosher of the setting, mm-hmm. but I was thinking of a, a character who... Uh, so I guess for reference, I took the uh, commander uh, like, or not like type, but you know, I use that sort of basis. Yeah, we'll, and, we'll, and get into, we'll get into the actual yeah. like stats and stuff later. But there's, there's but. like a codification of like, oh, you're confident, but sometimes overconfident. 
you're very like easy easy to to like trust you, but sometimes your friends trust you too much. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get in over your head. And this is a character who uh, I'm going to say their name is Nat, mm-hmm. and this person was a convict laborer, basically uh, some <laughs> sort of convict <laughs> asteroid miner um, who had the bright idea to start you know like making weapons and furnish a massive prison break essentially uh and fight back against the exes and then in the like sort of final preparatory hours of this planning is when uh their alien salvation came that is really good that's just very good um yeah that sounds all fitting um uh stuff i listened to was obviously focusing on mars but there was stuff in the asteroid belt and it was kind of like touch and go in there so the idea of there being like penal colonies uh, definitely fits, I think. So, yeah. That is definitely a good start. Um, so, since we've established that, let's back up a bit and talk about stats. So, um, let's see. To explain how, uh, stats, or as they're referred to here, traits, to explain how they work, we kind of have to explain how, um, the rolling works. Um, so, um, this game uses three die, all of a different size, which is definitely different from what we're used to. Um, you have a d10, a d8, and a d6, and every time you roll, you roll all of them and add the two highest results together and compare that result to a static target number you're trying to beat. Um, however, um, even though everyone's always rolling the same three dice um what each die represents corresponds to a different trait um the three traits are gravity um your ability to resist influence it's like how determined tough and stubborn are you energy which is um basically like power force charisma that's our thing your ability to do influence yeah and harmony, which is coordination, uh, judgment, adaptability, um, ability to like react to your environment. So all very abstract concepts. And these traits also get added together to determine your physical, social, and intellectual hit points. Physical is gravity and harmony. Social is energy and harmony. And intellectual is energy and gravity. Um, so um, each trait corresponds to a different die based on how big that is for you so you can have say so yeah for example um the commander and these are just like a list that is put together of like different archetypes embodied by those particular uh things arrangements of the die yeah Mm -hmm. um energy has sorry for commander you have uh d10 is energy D8 is harmony and D6 is uh, gravity. So you are, you've got a whole lot of punch and you have some, you do have like some decent judgment behind it, but like um, you yourself are kind of uh, a glass cannon, as it were. That's yeah. how I interpret it, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely a good start. It also gives you nine social HP. Uh, eight intellectual HP and seven physical HP. So, you're you're loudmouth, but kind of 
maybe a little bit physically frail. Though that doesn't mean having high energy still makes you good at like doing high energy stuff when it comes to punching just as much as it comes to talking. But yeah. Yeah, I'll have to think about what uh, the sort of... Because I, I, I feel like I don't want to just be like, oh, this character has low HP either. Like I want to think specifically of what their sort of you know, limiting factor is in that regard, like whether they're just generally physically frail or if they have a specific issue, but I haven't yeah. thought that far ahead. So, so um, there is an additional element to characters, which is their um, advantages. Do we want to get at Nat's advantages first, or do we want to cover everyone else's like introductions and basic stats and then do advantages for everyone? I was say, I have no idea what advantages entail, actually, so it might be better to do the rest of the introductions. Okay, anyone else have a character at the ready? Um, <coughs> yes, actually. So, so we're going with we're all somehow connected to this penal colony, correct? If like everyone's we're... okay with that? Oh my god, we're making space, Australia. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck yes! Hell yes. Fuck. Sorry, continue. So, oh man, th- I'm totally, is... I'm totally gonna see if I can find like a named asteroid in the asteroid belt that I can uh, tag this Ooh. to sometime. Good! Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah. uh, Make it something do... that would be easy to attach a two after or a new in front of. <laughs> <laughs> Just new like pre preparing here. Yeah. Yeah, we have to make new Australia. <laughs> so I do have a uh, character name and vague concept at the ready. Okay. Ooh. In fact, I I was reading ahead of time because I'm a little nork. Um, <laughs> so I was I was thinking about my character, and um, basically she will be the uh, penal colonies farmer she'll she'll have set up have been set up a a little little bubble for farming so (laughs) she can get her food her her paws a a farmer back on mars um Mm. and yeah so she set up started growing food and she's ripped Um, (laughs) and her name is evanthia nike or nice for short very good her um, parents uh, got took a branding deal like twenty years beforehand. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. So, uh, what traits are you looking at? So, um, I was going to be a juggernaut. Yes. When you get up to speed, you're pretty much an irresistible force. You're imposing, tenacious, and mighty. As long as you don't need to be graceful, balanced, or diplomatic, <laughs> you should be just fine. She just wants yeah. to mow hay. Yeah. So um, that gives. So the traits associated with that are energy D8, gravity D10, and harmony D6. And it gives you relatively low social hit points and high intellectual hit points. So you'll be um, hard to uh, bamboozle, I guess. Can't can't trick a farmer. Yep. No nope. blue planet the- carpetbaggers coming to this penal colony farm to <laughs> trick us out of our seed. You got, oh, that, you got that farm wisdom. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You just lay your ears down on the earth and go, the earth says you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is good. Okay. Uh, okay, um, I'll go yet? next. Um, okay, so my character's name is Craig, mm-hmm. a.k.a. The Visitor. No. Like the zero. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. Um, 
Yes. No. He, he, you see, Craig used to be a hacker back when hackers meant anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, uh, the way that Craig, aka the Visitor, is uh, related to the penal colony and the revolution is that Craig was the the security tech specialist on the colony, and also an inside man. Oh, oh man. I like that. And, pro- and was one of the facilitators for the revolution uh, to happen. That's very good. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, so, my stat block uh, is the artist, because mm-hmm. I'm on brand all the time. <laughs> all the time. And, and so that's an energy D8, gravity D6, and harmony D10. Yeah. With high social HP and low intellectual HP. Yeah, I like the uh, I uh, like the text for it too. Whatever you do, you do with efficiency, grace, and is it pronounced Elan? Yeah, I believe it's Elan. I thought that was Flan. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> you can have but some if, of that too, I guess. But if you do, if you do it badly, you do it with Elon Musk. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> I was thinking about the bard from uh, Order of the Stick. And I was yeah. thinking about the Star Wars character Elon Sleazebagano, because again, I am on brand all of the time, <laughs> yeah, and so I want you, to buy some death sticks. If you do, this, if you do your uh, rolls wrong, you just become Elon Musk, adjusting his stock numbers to, to do 420, you know? Man, Man, that is something an artist would do. Mm-hmm. I just <sighs> don't say that. That's mean. Oh, anyway. shit, man. Elon Musk is one hundred percent an exe in this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he he did it. The mad absolute madman. Um, madman. Uh, well, anyway, um, that's how. You, that's why you gotta get the fuck out of the solar system. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. so Vanessa, what do you have in mind? Then? Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that I picked the um, trait of foundation, I have little to no foundation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have much of a name yet. I'm still kind of like tossing around the character idea, but um, okay. kind of uh, with foundation specifically, it's just you're the stable, steady center that everyone else turns to when things go haywire. You're tranquil, measured, and thoughtful, or perhaps weary and moody and out of date. <laughs> um, and I think I'm leaning more towards that side because um, <laughs> I was thinking of like someone who's like you know trying to keep it together, trying to keep all the frayed edges you know from ripping apart. But <laughs> failed penal yeah. colony revolution and all that. Now we're yeah. here on space, Australia. So yeah. far from home. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe just. Okay, so for you guys, and also you... to elaborate that uh, the foundation comes with low energy but high mm-hmm. gravity, so you're kind of like a tank in that respect. You're which, more reactive, which actually is interesting because I was thinking that like maybe uh, my character was just a um, a prison guard that was just oh. trying to get their salary, just trying to go through, <laughs> didn't really care, and then everything exploded, and now they're <laughs> and on you... space, Australia. And you decided to like defect when the, yeah, fuck or it. maybe, yeah, <laughs> like maybe I can actually easily imagine it being like the riot breaks out and you're like, okay, I'm gonna bust this up, and then the aliens show up and you're like, you know what, <laughs> you know <laughs> what, God. yeah, I'm with these guys, yeah, see y'all, fuckers, I am putting up with this. I was not paid enough for this. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that does sound very good, actually. So, um, yeah, I'm actually liking how this is sort of shaping up. We've got the we got the 
charisma, we've got the like technical skills, we have the practical skills, and we have the like you seem like the one person who would necessarily make sense to have like a particular proficiency with weapons or that sort yeah. of thing. Okay. That's I shoot cool. gun real good. I like that. Okay. So um on top of all that, you get to buy three advantages. Ooh. And there are a lot of advantages, and they're divided into three different groups. There's a real group of threes going on here, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, first off is permissions. Permissions let you do things you otherwise can't. Not everyone can fix a broken machine, but people with the mechanic permission can. Um, permissions also give you things like um, the ability to fly a spaceship, uh, the ability to make or repair things, uh, the ability to um, hacking is actually in there, um, and uh, yeah, there's one for like knowing alien languages, but um, admittedly, most people are going to have like translator devices on them, so that might not be necessary. But it might also be fun to have on hand. That that said, a lot of alien languages are very weird compared to human ones, mm-hmm. so it might be hard to make with your mouth. And and so that's straightforward. Um, Also, it should be noted that just about all advantages um, also come in um, like three tiers. So, like, it's like a standard sort of path thing. You have to get one before you can get the second one, you know? So, if you want, you could use all of your starting advantages to just fill out that entire tree, or you could spread out a little bit more. I personally so, would advise spreading out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. As I say, so what, like, are the advantages, like, I, I'm still good, I mean, oh, not the advantages, uh, wait. No, Permission? sorry, I'm, I'm having a brain fart. As I say, uh, mm-hmm. what are the, like, the, fa- like, I'm having a little bit of difficulty wrapping my head around, like, the fail-safes and exploits okay, and, like, how yeah, specifically um, they work. Yeah, yeah, so, um, they are a little bit weird. They're cool, but they're weird, um. So, uh, permissions are very straightforward. Exploits and fail-safes um, operate along um, the way the uh, like rolling system works. You know how you, when you um, roll all of your dice, you add up two of them? The, t- the, the two that get the highest result? Uh-huh. Um, well, those are referred to as your champ die. They're added together. The one that got the lowest result is the runt die. Um... So, um, one thing about that is, um, because each dice represents a different trait, um, if you fail, you then know why, um, because, um, say you fail your roll and your runt die was harmony, uh, maybe then the issue was that you weren't able to adapt to the situation, or if you failed and your runt die was energy, then you just didn't have, like, the oomph behind your effort. But on top of that, runt dies, they also affect when you can apply your exploits and fail-safes. So, um, exploits, if you roll your dice and succeed, and your runt die corresponds to the one listed in the exploit, the exploit factors in. Um, so that basically means, I realize it's a little counterintuitive, potentially, but um, the harmony exploits are the ones that represent you having good gravity and energy, because they're the ones that are succeeding. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, a little bit. Okay. okay. I think it'll make more so sense you... once we start to see it in action, but I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. so if you're yeah. two high dice, if you roll your d10, your d8, and your d6, uh, and the two high dice are gravity and energy, and if your low dice is harmony, then you can do a harmony exploit. Right, yeah. And uh, these have benefits, like, for example... Um, so the harmony exploits are ones where you're not being very harmonious, you're being overwhelming, are inspiring, and larger than life. Um, so one of the things is um, hard shot that lets you do more damage. Um, there's um, there are a couple of ones that uh, tie into um, like getting your ex- getting your HP back. So um, uh. Let's see, good examples. Um, oh, here's one that'll probably be relevant to um, Nat. Uh, the inspiring path for the first entry on that is when you're making a speech to inspire a lead, you remove a point of exhaustion from one listening ally's intellectual HP. But that, is only, but that is only if when you roll that, harmony is the runt die. Okay. So, so. So permissions are the only ones that give you unconditional advantages, basically. The I rest see. only apply when you roll correctly. Okay. I think um, I think I know what I want to do for Nat. Okay, but uh, just to follow that up real quick, um, exploits. Uh, luckily, once I've explained one, wait, no, sorry. Uh, exploits are for when you succeed and fail safe for when you fail but otherwise they work exactly the same. If you fail and, um, let's say, Harmony is your runt die, um, then you can activate Harmony fail-safes. Oh, um, the specific... I actually like this uh, to to also be on Jonix's brand. Um, the example that Greg gives in here is talk about Star Wars characters. So, like, Of course. Um, Luke, his advantages are mostly exploits and permissions so he can like do some really badass stuff and um like you know have psychic powers and all that um however when he loses he loses hard as in like his hand um whereas r2d uh whereas uh, c3po is always just sort of around and not always super effectual but he's got to have a bunch of fail safes because he is like virtually indestructible like Everything bad is happening around him, and even though he can, like, barely walk, he usually gets out unscratched, and when he does get scratched, you can just put him back together. So it's not a problem. I see. So Gosh. he's a guy with a lot of fail-safes. So uh, what do you have in mind for Matt, then? I was thinking of taking uh, Inspiring, or the first exploit on the Inspiring path, like you mentioned, and mm-hmm. then, uh, let me check permissions again. Uh, mechanic and builder the first two on the mechanic track uh, for permissions okay that's cool because they um, were like furnishing their uh their their riot basically with like jury rigged yeah. uh guns and or machines right yeah so mechanic lets you fix things and um builder lets you build things so that's cool and that'll definitely be useful if you're like starting a colony oh yeah. real quick i should note um this is a little mechanic thing that I read over. Mm-hmm. Um, for permissions, you can only take the first two at first level, and for exploits and failsafes, you can only take the first one. Oh, so, I, so I passed that part over. Thank you so very you much. You can't do the whole tier at once. 
Um, you can only do one at a time for uh, exploits and fail-safes or two for permissions. That Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for catching that. I didn't notice <laughs> that when I was reading through. You say, luckily, it didn't contradict anything that happened so far. Yep. Anyone else have um, their um, eye on any advantages? Yeah, uh, similar to, to Saturn, I'm going to be... Uh, uh, I'll be taking two on a uh, on a path in permissions, which is uh, the hacker path or the mm-hmm. hacker track. I'm sorry, uh, so that I am a hacker and programmer. Uh, yeah. s- specifically, the permission: if someone is using technology against you, you can attempt to wreck that shit. Yeah, as it says in the book. <laughs> and also, uh, the first level just lets you like fix things if you're having computer problems. So you're yes. like computer literate, which does actually mean a lot in this particular setting. These things Absolutely. are not running on like Linux. And then, um, and as for uh, for my last one, I'm I'm sort of split um, mm-hmm. because. Part of me does want to just take another permission to kind of like to you know have have sort of the you know more abilities, um, maybe translator or pilot. But mm-hmm. then there is also just going hard into the sort of like tech guy aspect with the artisan path. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, for when you're fixing a machine, remove an additional point of injury. That's and since not- harmony is my highest uh, highest die. If I roll low on that one, at least it'll have some benefit and won't just be a crushing failure. That's definitely a good point. Yeah, um, I would. I'd say you're free to change that later on if you like. But um, I, I think that's that's definitely a good starting point. You can keep browsing as we do this. So gotcha. If we change things around between this and the actual gameplay session, we'll let people know. Anyone else looking at stuff? Um. So, uh, Vanessa, oh, uh, yeah. have you have you thought of your character name? Because I do have a space where I've been writing down everyone's character names in little notes from my character. <laughs> so, <laughs> Great. if you don't have a name planned yet, that's fine. <laughs> Guard number X2122. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find out my name at a certain level of friendship. I don't hate that. <laughs> oh, God. So, <laughs> X2122? Yeah, fuck, I guess that's it now. Yeah! <laughs> and then... It's Reverse Les Mis. On <laughs> yeah. Space Australia. This is beautiful. So, oh, just like Hugh Jackman. Yep, just like Hugh Jackman. Yeah, that's the it. star of Les Mis. That's, that's the secret. Um, his, the character's name is actual name is Hugh Jackman. It's just oh. Hugh Jackman, but sent to the it's... future. <laughs> so he did not get it on the Xe program, I see. No. And and also, real quick, Jonix, do you still want to be exes? I'm sorry. Do you still want to be have <laughs> no. been exes? Wait, okay. Our maybe. Hold on. <laughs> hmm. The the visitor, and your character's name is what? Eva. The Visitor and Eva. Oh my god. Ha- ha- <laughs> washed out hacker and and unassuming yet wise like What is this Green Acres shit we got going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, okay, um, so yeah, sure, we'll be exes. That'll be okay. fun. So this and will be... completely new ground snapper. <laughs> I know. I'm all... implying something that is not true. We just we've played in a lot of games before and somehow we always end up exes. This is the first time I'm actually deciding it, so <laughs> No, usually we're just in a relationship. That's true. 
one <laughs> time everybody your ships the characters. Yeah. But anyway, so um, Vanessa, I'm going to call you X uh, as a nickname, which will have some interesting uh, <laughs> <laughs> confusions. <laughs> um, anyway, so the second thing I was going to ask, um, you're not interested in being a medic, are you, Vanessa? Um, let me see. So I was looking over everything in here. Let's find control F, my favorite friend. Let's see. That's true. We don't really have any healers, do we? I was considering taking up medic if you were going to take up soldier, but I didn't want to step on your toes if you wanted to be a medic. I actually didn't see the medic one. Um, No, I was actually leaning more towards soldier, so if you want to take medic, you're totally welcome. Okay. So I will uh, take the medic permission, which allows me to heal basic wounds on my species. Um, so no aliens, no aminals. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, in case one of the prisoners who was set to do farming just like mm-hmm. hit their legs with a with a laser hoe or something, like a button they, that comes out. <laughs> Yep. Um, so, okay, that's that's good. Um, and then for exploits, I think I'm going to take the resurgent path, mm. which uh, will allow me to r- remove exhaustion from intellectual HP, that so they good. can e- be even more just untrickable. Hmm, okay. So, sounds good. Unstoppable. Anything, uh, do you want to get another exploit or a failsafe for your third one? I think I'm going to take a failsafe, and I think I'm going to take... Hmm. 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 I think I will take the tough path. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. If you're taking injury to your physical HP, one point of injury is treated as exhaustion instead. This is one of those systems where, you know, you have exhaustion and then it adds on to injury. And some things just do injury directly. So, yeah, that sounds good. So, yeah, that is uh, that is Eva all set. Okay. Nice. Vanessa, what do you have in mind for X2? Let's... I can't fucking that's their name now. You did this. I did this. Okay. Um, I know I definitely want to go with um the soldier path since mm-hmm. shooty shooting with gun shoot. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to look at the exploits about what I might want to get that's best for that. Yeah, there's a couple of um, uh, defense like rather offensive ones like the hard shot lets you in uh do extra points of exhaustion when you're damaging someone though uh that's specifically what's your lowest die then uh, i was just looking at that let me see i am the foundation uh let's see looks like my lowest is uh energy okay so let's see if i can find um any ones that are connected to combat stuff there um the opportunist is based on uh damaging someone's social XP. <laughs> um, uh, 
cagey is interesting. If the target has exploits, it can't use them next roll. That's definitely useful for a guard. Ooh, yeah. You can use this anytime you surpass someone in a conflict and you have a red or energy grunt. Yeah, right. I, yeah that no. that was one of the ones I was looking at. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, let me look at the other one. Nah, also, that's if you're thing. interested mm -hmm. in taking another permission, you could be a pilot so we can escape this hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you don't okay. have to. We can mm -hmm. also we can also just find a pilot or you know, wing yeah. it. Yeah. Or like uh, get an AI pilot or Yeah. Or we just I've strap some, a rocket yeah. to the asteroid and just fucking go. I mean yeah. I mean you're off the asteroid at this point, I want to be clear. The okay. aliens have already, like, picked you guys up, so... That's true. Yeah. We'll just find a new asteroid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you could aim a little bit higher, but it's you're fine. so we'll, used to asteroid. We'll lift. use this alien lift to get us to the asteroid that's, like, 2.5 light years over that way. <laughs> no, he's right. We'll, we should we'll, aim higher. What if we'll, we bunch a bunch of asteroids oh together? <laughs> Connected we'll with bridges. We'll get oh really God. ambitious and we'll colonize the moon of a nearby planet that is perfectly inhabitable and completely <laughs> empty. It's like, oh, aren't you going to go down there? We don't go down there. They'll never see uh. it coming. <laughs> They'll never find us up here. Um, I like the KG path through the um, the exploit. Yeah. I think that oh, really um, works. I also just noticed a good energy failsafe. Mm -hmm. Which is a conservator. If you miss while firing a projectile, it doesn't cost you any ammo. Ooh. With this failsafe, you'll re retroactively think better of taking some shots you miss. <laughs> <laughs> I need that. I do not shoot well. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. I like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's three. Mm -hmm. And was is that everyone then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that was that was pretty fast. Yeah, that yeah. was painless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, as that's a very tidy character creation system, I gotta say. We <laughs> say, looking directly at the camera. Yeah. <laughs> to our friends who are it's so tidy, it. I would back this on Kickstarter. Yeah. I would, I would that's purchase... Termination Shock on Kickstarter, an RPG <laughs> with a really tight character creation system. That's right. It's Termination Shock. Termination yeah. shock. T E R. By Greg Stolz, a uh, guy who uh, guy who's, uh, worked on uh, Unknown Armies. That's pretty cool. Interesting. Greg what Stolze. a cool known, known creator of other really good things that also deserve your money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, also Strange rain. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, that sounds good. So I guess um, we'll probably iron off some other things off camera. But um, next time we'll be a. Uh, it sounds like you're a bunch of escaped convicts who are trying to start a new life somewhere out there in the space. Only one of us is a convict. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know. Well, everyone else is prison all. adjacent, but I just refer to them <laughs> as my fellow adjacent. convicts. <laughs> yeah. um, We're the only ones that made it. Fellow yeah. convicts, no! <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so that was that, and as we were all just implying, you can find Termination Shock and back it on Kickstarter, which I suggest you do, though if you're listening to this, it's very likely you already have. Um, also, um, if you want to hear more stuff from us, um, we're big gay nerds, we're big gay, uh, like if you just go to SoundCloud, that's that's our name, uh, we're big gay nerds cast on uh 
Twitter and also uh, Big Gay Nerds on the charred remains of Tumblr. Um, <laughs> the charred so, remains, that's true. Um, so yeah, look forward to meeting up with you guys and doing all this next time. And until then, I don't have a cool sign-off. <laughs> Stay <laughs> big gay nerdy. We did that once, shocked. right? I don't know. <laughs> oh, stars! <laughs> it seems you're having some termination shock because you can't think of how to terminate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On this podcast. That's enough of that.